Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. My name is Kyle Yates, and I am your host. I can be found on Twitter at KyleYNFL. I am joined today by a good friend and my colleague here at Fantasy Pros. He is Pat Fitzmorris. He can be found on Twitter at Fitz underscore FF. Pat, we were talking about this before we started recording, man. It is extremely cold here in Michigan. I know it is extremely cold for you there in Chicagoland. How are you doing, man? I I had to go get a cup of coffee because I am just like so cold right now. Yeah, I'm uh, working on my second pot of coffee too, Yates. Uh, just anything to warm up the insides. Uh, it's cold, man. And um, it's tough to be done with sort of the grind of the regular season and maybe just a little more free time. And I'd love to go play a round of golf, but there's no doing that in uh, Chicago in early January. So it's tough. Top golf is open, right? Top golf, you can go to Top golf, right? That's true. Yeah, we have a golf dome too, just down the street. I should probably do that. I could use the practice, but uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I left uh, eighty degree weather in Tampa just two days ago, and uh, and flew back here to fifteen degrees, and it's going to be a low of zero tonight. So it is just for those who are down south, cherish it, man. Like treasure it because this is so freaking cold. All right, we are not going to spend this entire episode talking about the weather. I promise. We are going to get to some dynasty quarterback rankings. I wanted to at the end of this year. Just take a second, press pause, and look back and take stock of where we are at currently with some of these positional positional rankings. So we're going to talk, talk quarterbacks here. Uh, we'll talk running backs later on this week, wide receivers, tight ends, all coming up here soon. But before we get into that discussion, I want to remind everyone that we have a new giveaway going on courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. That is a Najee Harris signed jersey giveaway. All you have to do to enter this giveaway is go over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Hit that subscribe button. It's all you have to do. Go over to fantasypros.com slash dynasty contest. Fill out the short form there. Attach a screenshot that you are subscribed to our YouTube channel and you are automatically entered to get that Najee Harris signed jersey courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. Again, congratulations, though, to John G. from Texas for winning last month's giveaway. It is super easy to enter these giveaways, guys, and get these kind of jerseys. So if you want a Najee Harris signed jersey, make sure that you go over to our YouTube channel. And speaking of our YouTube channel, if you enjoy this content, if you enjoy listening to our, our podcast here on the Dynasty the Dynasty Football Podcast, 
you can watch it as well over at youtube.com slash fantasy pros, along with quick hitting videos, advice, live streams. We got it all for you over there on our YouTube channel. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps us out in a big way. Uh, Not only helps us out, but then also you are entered into those giveaways and any future giveaways down the line and click the bell to get notified when new content drops. All right, Pat, let's do this. Let's dive into your top 15 dynasty quarterback rankings. So the way that we're going to do this, we've got 30 minutes. So I can't, we can't go back and forth here and go like, all right, who's your 15th quarterback? Here's mine. What we'll do is since you are the guest here, I'll have you give your 15 through 11 here, and we'll talk about some of those guys. We'll talk about some of the noteworthy names in there, and then we'll just work our way all the way down to quarterback one in dynasty rankings. So go ahead, give us 15 through 11. All right, at 15, I've got Deshaun Watson, 14, Matthew Stafford, 13, Mac Jones, 12, Aaron Rodgers, and 11, Trevor Lawrence. All right. So a couple noteworthy names in there. And I think we have to talk about Deshaun Watson, right? And for everything that is going on off the field, we still have very little clarity. I thought that at this point we would have some clarity as to what is going on here with Deshaun Watson. Maybe we get something cleared up or at least some traction moving. Nothing has really happened here. So I guess the big question here is, do we expect to see him on the field in 2022? Is that the expectation And if so, is this ranking of him at QB 15, is this kind of a placeholder and he has the potential to rise back up the rankings at that point if he is on the field? Or is this really like you think just at QB 15, when he does step onto the field, this is where he's at? I can't answer your first question, Yates, uh, because I don't know enough about the law and about the Watson situation (laughs) in particular. As much as I've tried to read some of the stuff on it, I know Drew Davenport, one of the guys in the, the fantasy industry is also a lawyer and a a public defender and he's been putting some uh, pretty good threads about this out there and it's still it's murky and he he has said that there are a lot of unknowns the question i can't answer is this a placeholder ranking and the answer is yes absolutely realistically yates i think this is either too low or too high a ranking i i think like quarterback 15 in dynasty is probably a bad ranking because he either deserves to be top 10 or somewhere outside it's you know, if, if this legal thing snowballs and, and we don't see him on the field next year, who knows when? Yeah, 15 is way too high. But uh, this might also be the time, like the last chance to, to trade for him cheap um, and, and gamble that he is going to be back on the field next year because he's 26. Uh, pretty fantastic quarterback. He's proven it. He's got the Konami code uh, ability and also a very good passer. and could go to a team that is much better than the Texans, uh, much more equipped to support his abilities um, than Houston was last time we saw Watson active. So yeah, he is, he is the wild card in the deck right now. I mean, for context, like I've got him at QB 19 in my dynasty rankings currently, and I don't feel great about that. Right. But it's like, because of the talent, because of what we know that he can be, he can be a top five dynasty quarterback when he's on the field. And when he has the weapons, like I think about him ending up in Denver this next season, like if that is the case that everything gets cleared up, he gets traded to Denver. They go all in on the quarterback. They've got everything around him to support. He could be the number one overall quarterback in fantasy next year if he ends up in that situation. So this ranking really at 15 for you at 19 for me is purely just a placeholder and something that we need more and more clarity here as we move forward. For uh, the next guy on your list, Matthew Stafford, this is an interesting one where I want to hear at least your thoughts here really quickly, because for me, 
I've got Matthew Stafford all the way up at QB eight in my dynasty rankings, and you've got him here at QB 14. So I want to hear your thoughts on why down at QB 14, when he does have Cooper cup, he's going to have Robert Woods back next year. Is this an age thing? Is this just a production where what's kind of leading you to the QB 14 ranking? So yeah, he's going to turn 34 next month. Um, and I, I don't, I think he'll age well enough. Um, you know, Stafford's pretty smart about getting rid of the ball. Even though he's not a mobile quarterback, you did not see him take many uh, kill shots in the pocket. So that's good. Um, one more year left on his contract with the Rams. Good chance the Rams try to extend him. Um, but, you know, that's the extent of the certainty we have. He's going to be playing with Woods and Cup going forward. Um, I, like, I like him. I'm always a little vexed with how to to value the older quarterbacks um you know i have an issue with that so i'm i'm always a little conservative on those guys it's why i don't have tom brady in my top 15 because you know mm -hmm. i don't know that we're getting even one more year out of him let right. alone two right um you know stafford yes we are going to get multiple years out of him but um just the fact that he doesn't run i think is it's kind of puts him below that top tier for me and the fact that he's approaching his mid thirties kind of slides him out of my top 10. Um, you know, nothing wrong with him. I think in, in redraft, he's a top 10 quarterback in dynasty. I have to push him a little further down. Yep. That makes sense. All right. Your next guy on this list that I wanted to point out is at QB 13 and that's Mac Jones. And I think the question here for Mac Jones is, is this the highest that you think you will ever rank Mac Jones in dynasty quarterback rankings. Like just based on what we have seen this year, we know that he's incredibly accurate. We know that he can get the ball out and distribute it evenly across, across the offense here, but with little to no rushing ability, he's got to be, he's got to see the touchdown totals just skyrocket to be able to be this guy who can be a top 10 quarterback moving forward. And my concern and why I have Mac Jones just a few spots lower. I've got him at QB 16 in my dynasty rankings is do I ever feel like, or would I recommend Mac Jones in a super flex startup draft, him being like the QB one on my team? Do I feel comfortable with that? Or am I more comfortable with him being the QB two, someone that I feel like is going to bring me incredibly high floor. But for you at QB 13, you might be saying you can get away with him as a starter. So my question really just comes back to, is this the highest that you think you'll ever rank him? Or does he have the potential to rise up even further? I think he has the potential to rise up even further. You mentioned that he does not really have running ability. And I totally agree with that. And as of now, he's basically just a game manager. The question is, is he going to eventually be in a situation where he's more than a game manager, more of a gunslinger? Um, I do think there will be a time when the offensive circumstances are different, when he's playing in a different type of offense, when he's got better a better set of receivers than Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, and Nelson Aguilar. Right. Um, yeah, so I do think there is top 10 potential here. Granted, yes, like the, the fact that he is young and at the onset of his career like that gives him value, that he's got this long career ahead of him. But it is pretty impressive the way he's come in and has immediately looked the part, uh, a credible NFL starter this early. So that's what really encourages me about him. My last question in this tier is Trevor Lawrence. And I want to ask this question and put parentheses around it where I say, do we think that Lawrence will ever bounce back, right, uh, to because it's not like he's produced at a high level in the NFL, but we know what he can be based on his college tape. So do we think that are we confident that Lawrence bounces back and could be a top 10 quarterback this next year? 
I think so, yes. I think mainly the fact that um, he had this Urban Meyer handicap, that this team was so poorly coached. You know, I don't want to say that I'm just giving him a complete mulligan based on the Urban Meyer situation. Um, you know, that might be... I, I don't want to be a, a Pollyanna about this and totally ignore the fact that he threw one touchdown pass over an eight game period. I mean, just crazy. Um, but I do think things are going to get better for him. I, I just think we saw too much evidence during his college career at Clemson that he has uh, got all the tools. Um, and even this year watching him, like there are some throws that he made this year that just, made me say all right this is this is what it's going to look like eventually when they get the offense right around him so um you know i i would have put him at at quarterback one in this rookie class yates i did have him at quarterback uh one he's no longer there so i i have downgraded him a little bit based on the um lack of i don't know just there haven't been many silver linings in 2021 for him but like i'm still not giving up on this guy yeah, he's an interesting player in Dynasty to kind of just weigh and try to figure out as far as his value, right? Is he a buy? Is he a sell? Like, just where are we at with Trevor Lawrence? And I think it depends on who you ask. Like, I've got him at QB 14, so I'm a little bit lower because I was a little bit lower on him than you, know, than you were coming into the NFL. So that kind of is still reflected in my rankings here. But with Lawrence, I think that the potential is absolutely there. And we've seen that he can still be a very effective uh, quarterback when he's out on the move, too. And that that can rack up those cheap fantasy points and especially around the goal line like we can we've seen flashes, but we need the offense to take that step forward for Trevor Lawrence to be anywhere close to a top 10 fantasy quarterback. So I really am watching that higher here in uh, in Jacksonville as far as who that coaches who they bring in at OC like I'm watching that very closely to see what the situation is for Trevor Lawrence because that could cause him to move up my dynasty rankings. Let's move into that next tier here, Pat. So who are your QBs 10 through six in your dynasty quarterback rankings? All right, number 10 for me, Yates, is Dak Prescott. Number nine is Jalen Hurts. Number eight is Justin Fields. Number seven is Trey Lance. And number six is Lamar Jackson. All right, so some really, really interesting names here. And I think that Dak Prescott, he's a kind of a self-explanatory one where it's like the production just wasn't as much uh, as as high as it was in 2020 because we saw the pass attempts tick down and maybe it was partly to do with, with Dak and some efficiency metrics and here or there that offense wasn't as high-powered as it was in 2020. But So he takes a little bit of a tumble down the rankings here, but still someone that you can build around in a super flex startup draft. But the one that I have here as a top 10 quarterback for me, who I have down at QB 15, that's Jalen Hurts. And for Hurts, the question really all boils down to, is he the Eagles starting quarterback in 2022? Did he do enough this year, in your uh, in your opinion, to cement himself as that starter? Because if so, then we know that he can be a top 10 quarterback in fantasy because of his rushing ability. But they have three first round picks next year. Like, is he going to be the starting guy in 2022? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I think it works to his advantage that there is not a quarterback in this incoming draft class that we know is going to be a guaranteed starter from day one. Like, there's not a single guy in this class. Um, we will see starters probably, like week one starters from this rookie class. But, like, can you identify one right, right. now and say right. he's absolutely starting week one? I don't think we can. Um, 
But yeah, they have to figure out how they're going to proceed from here because we saw a really strange offense where they ran the ball 64% of the time, I think, from from week eight on. Um, you and know, it worked. I mean, it worked. It did. I mean, but can you go forward playing Big Ten football in the NFL? Right. Like, I, I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. So I, I am very hesitant with this. I agree. He is one of the absolute hardest guys to rank. I struggled with where to put him uh, vis-a-vis Dak Prescott. That was a, a tough call for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do think there's limited passing ability there. Like, I, I think he's never going to be an, an even average NFL passer. I think he's we're going to have to settle for below average. But below average coupled with his running ability can still be an above average NFL quarterback. It's an interesting conversation with Hertz because you weigh the fantasy aspect of it with the NFL aspect, right? When he plays, he's a dominant fantasy option because of his rushing ability. And you mentioned like not an average NFL passer. Like that's something that I highlighted coming into the into the year was like people are ready to crown Jalen Hurts as his top five quarterback from a fantasy perspective. And I'm pumping the brakes saying like, hold on, let's just wait a second, because based on his college tape, based on what we saw in that limited sample size in 2020, I didn't have confidence that he was going to be able to take that major step forward as a passer. And so for me, I'm balancing it out with QB 15 in my dynasty rankings is from an NFL passer perspective, I don't know if he's going to do enough to cement himself as that starter. So that's kind of baking it into my rankings here saying, I don't know if he's going to be the starter long-term for Philadelphia. That obviously bumps down his dynasty rankings for you. You have a little bit more confidence saying that when he is on the field and they, it does sound like they could build around him then he could be that top 10 guy. And that's a big difference, though, for you saying Jalen Hurts one spot over Dak Prescott. For me, I've got Dak all the way up at QB7. I've got Jalen Hurts at QB15 in Dynasty rankings. So just goes to show you the disparity here and how much that NFL versus fantasy aspect can change the the dynasty rankings aspect there. So the next guy on your list was Justin Fields at QB8. So the question that I have here for Fields, if if the right coaching move is made here for Chicago, where we're recording this on Monday, we know that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace have both been uh, let go by the Chicago Bears. So if the right coaching move is made here in Chicago, can Justin Fields be a top three dynasty quarterback? Yeah, um, I'll say top five. I, I'm i not sure about top three. I mean, I, I liked him coming into this season for sure. Um, I had none of the questions that some NFL teams apparently had about him and his processing ability. And let's face it. I mean, there have been times Yates when he didn't look that great this year, learning on the job. And uh, we kind of knew that was going to happen, but boy, we also saw instances of him uh, using that running ability, using that rocket arm he's got. I mean, the tools are definitely here for him to have top five, top three potential. Um, But as you said, I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see who they bring in. I'll be shocked if it's not someone with an offensive background as the next head coach in Chicago. I think it has to be when you've got a quarterback who is this important to the the future of the franchise. So, um, yeah, that is like his dynasty value is certainly going to be uh, dependent on the next hire. 
So you had Justin Fields there as the QB two out of the rookies here. You had Trevor Lawrence a little bit further down at QB 11 in your overall dynasty rankings. He was the third quarterback, Mac Jones, a little bit further. You've got Trey Lance there at the QB one spot from a dynasty perspective moving forward as far as in this past rookie class. He sits there at number seven overall for you. So Trey Lance, talk to me about Lance moving forward and claiming that number one spot. Has he shown you enough in his two starts here this year? to say, I feel really confident that this guy can be that number one overall out of this past rookie class. The answer is that he has not shown me enough of anything to prove that he can, uh, you know, be anywhere in the top five yards. But um, I don't think I have to sell you on Lance's potential. And you're probably wondering why I faded him so much to have him at quarterback <laughs> seven. But um, it, it's funny, though, because I noticed that like in some people's dynasty rankings, they have bumped Justin Fields past him just because Fields played and Lance didn't. But I kind of feel like we knew all along this might be pretty close to a redshirt year for Lance. Right. And I am I was fine with that. I was fine with the redshirt year for this guy with, uh, you know, no major college background, with a limited number of games, even at the, the small school level, to learn and get a little bit of playing time. Like, I think it was kind of a perfect rookie year for him. Um, I also don't mind that, unless something happens to Jimmy G that he's not going to be dealing with playoff pressure and can just get these extra games to see what it's like to go through the playoffs. So we know what the tools are, man, just fantastic running ability and an absolute cannon for an arm. Um, I have no doubt that this is going to look very good at some point in the next year or two. Like I'm still buying. If anyone has, devalued him because of his right. inactivity in 2021 uh here's my phone number call me let's talk <laughs> well here's uh here's the interesting thing pat i have him at qb12 in my dynasty rankings so you are the high man here on trey lance as far as the overall dynasty rankings moving forward and i think that this goes back to what you talked about with matthew stafford in the age and and valuing the youth there a little bit for me i'm looking at this as the strategy and and again this is there's no right or wrong way to do dynasty rankings so it's all dependent upon how you want to structure it and for me when i sit down i say okay with these rankings if i went into a super flex startup would i be comfortable having someone like trey lance as my qb1 uh, or Justin Fields is my QB one above some of these other guys that I know what they are. I know who Dak Prescott is. I know who Matthew Stafford is, who are sitting there at seven and eight respectively for me. And then after that, I've got Justin Fields at 11. I've got Trey Lance at 12, just right on that edge there where if you are at that turn or, you know, you're in a 12 man league, like you can, you can take them and then pair them with another solid and steady veteran. So again, it's just balancing out the difference here in ranking. So when I say that I've got Trey Lance at 12, I know that I'm going to have people that are like shocked at that, but it's just the overall structure in how you do dynasty rankings. The last guy in this tier that you talked about is Lamar Jackson. And I want to spend just a quick second here on Lamar Jackson because I mean, two years ago, we had Lamar Jackson as the QB one, like he was right in there in that race with Patrick Mahomes there for the number one and number two overall quarterback spots. And now he's down here at QB six in your rankings. He's at six in mine as well. So the question with Lamar is, is this the like steady decline now? Or do we think that he could rebound and become the guy that could bounce back up into that number one, number two overall spot? Or is this the time where we just say, get out while you can, because there's a potential that we've seen it over the past couple of years. It's ticked down. This might be the time to get out. For me, it's, um, there's kind of a big tier drop from Lamar Jackson at number six to Lance number seven. 
Um, and like, yeah, I, I think I had Lamar number one not long ago, but I've just, you know, he was on that same tier with Josh Allen and, and some of these other great young quarterbacks. And I have moved him below that tier, you know, to the, to the bottom of that tier. And then there are some other young quarterbacks I've, I've bumped past him, but I still regard him as being kind of on that elite tier. Um, I guess I was a little discouraged this year that I thought it was going to be the perfect storm for Lamar Jackson and that they had the injuries to their running backs and right. the injuries to, uh, you know, Marcus Peters and, and like they took some other hits on the defensive end of the ball. And so I thought it was going to set up really well for him and that there were going to be more pass friendly game scripts. And that he might have to take on more of the rushing load himself because he didn't have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. And for a while, I, I think that was maybe four or five weeks in. It was kind of working out pretty well. And then um, he kind of plateaued or maybe backslid a little bit. And so I, I just don't know if he has another gear yet. It's like if we've seen him get as as good as it's going to get in the passing game mm -hmm. and you know this kind of running ability i mean he probably is the greatest running quarterback of all time but how long can he sustain that right. sort of level and yep. granted he just turned 25 i mean it's he crazy. just turned 25 he's still so young um but yeah so i i still value him very highly despite the qb6 ranking um but just i'm a little worried that there's no place left to go for him as a passer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the same thought for me, is that I've gotten there at six, and that's kind of the last par part of that tier where the guys that I feel like you can build around solely as a, uh, a corner piece of your Superflex rosters, where you can build around Lamar Jackson still, but the concern there's enough there. There's enough there where we say, is it time to really actually start to be concerned about this might be the point where we, we sit down next year, we do this same podcast at the end of the 2022 season. And we say, okay, Lamar Jackson fell outside the top 12 quarterbacks. Like, is that a possibility just because of whether injury or he can't continue to progress as a passer? Like there's a lot of variables there. So I at least wanted to have that conversation. Let's run through five through one here for you in your dynasty quarterback rankings. Who is the remaining, who are the remaining five players for you? All right. Number five is Justin Herbert. Number four is Joe Burrow. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Number two is Kyler Murray. And number one is Josh Allen. All right. So some really, really interesting names here. And guys, these are now in the tier where like, as we nitpick this, like it, or as we talk about this, it's nitpicking. Like all of these guys, you can absolutely build around. They are solid elite quarterbacks moving forward. So I guess the one that jumped out to me here immediately is Joe Burrow. And I think the conversation here, Ray mentioned something about this on the, the last podcast that we recorded was, do we actually think that Joe Burrow, is there a case that he could be the number one overall quarterback in Superflex rankings moving forward? Yes, absolutely. Um, the one nit that I would pick with Joe Burrow's game right now is that sometimes his uh, internal clock in the pocket doesn't always uh, work and you wish he would get rid of the ball just a little beat faster and he takes too many sacks I mean that's basically it but I mean as a Packers fan I sometimes have that same complaint about Aaron Rodgers who's been playing at a Hall of Fame level for a decade and a half and he doesn't always unload the ball quickly enough but yards per pass attempt is not a perfect stat Yates but it is a pretty good back of the envelope measure of a quarterback's ability 
Joe Burrow averaged 8.9 yards per pass attempt this year to lead the league. Tom Brady in his entire career has never averaged 8.9 yards per pass attempt. Aaron Rodgers one year had 9.2 in uh, 2011. That was the year the Packers went 15-1. and Rodgers was pretty much at the height of his powers back then. Uh, his next best mark, 8.7. Crazy. So, Basically, Joe Burrow's yards per attempt this year would be second on a combined list of Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady for their careers, which is just stunning to me. I mean, I think a lot of people remember that play where he had what should have been like a 70-yard touchdown pass to Jamar Chase that Chase bobbled into an interception. Mm -hmm. Yep. The very play before that, he converted a third and 14 with a throw to... T Higgins on the right sideline that absolutely dropped my jaw. Like, you know, that's the kind of throw that only Aaron Rodgers, probably the only other guy in this uh, league, Patrick Mahomes, just a handful of guys could make that throw. And I'm just astonished by what this guy can do. And he's got T Higgins and Jamar Chase to grow with. That's the craziest part. That's the craziest part to me is like with Joe Burrow from a dynasty perspective, it's not like his situation is going to change anytime soon. It could actually yep. continue to get better because now you're not like Cincinnati is not investing in the wide receiver core in the draft anytime soon, right? They've got, they've got Tyler Boyd. They've got T Higgins. They've got Jamar chase. They're set. Joe Mixon's on a long-term contract. They're set there. Dump all your assets and resources into the offensive line. Like the defense is pretty good. You've got some spots that you can shore up, but like, invest in that offensive line and now what happens when he you know the things that you mentioned about the sacks and stuff like that it's like what happens if that goes away like he's got these guys long term so yeah joe burrow moving forward i think there is an absolutely a case he doesn't run as much as the josh allen's the kyler murray's like uh and we'll talk about kyler murray here in a second but like he doesn't run as much as them but when he has these dominant receiving threats and someone i forget who it was on twitter pointed this out the other day but like it feels like, and it's a better version, but it feels like Jay Cutler to Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall back in the day, you know, like where it's yeah. just, these guys are just putting up ridiculous numbers because he's just able to air it out downfield and they're able to go get it because they're just such dominant receiving threats. And that absolutely lends itself to dominant fantasy production. You got Patrick Mahomes there at QB three. I think it's a little bit of a dip based on what we saw this past year, but that's expected. You got Kyler Murray here at number two though. And the question that I have here for Kyler Murray sitting at QB two is, are you concerned at all about his rushing totals? Because in 2020, he had 133 rush attempts for 819 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns in 2020, right? That was 16 games. Then in 14 games this year, 88 rush attempts, 423 rushing yards and only five rushing touchdowns. So that was what was lending itself to Kyler Murray being a top tier, like locked in. People were drafting him over, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in some instances this offseason. So are you at all concerned about that moving forward? Yeah, I think the rushing um, should probably be projected somewhere between the two years, at least as far as the yardage. Um, I'm not worried that that part of his game is going to disappear completely. He's just too fast. I mean, we've yep. seen him. He is just a blur when he gets to full speed. So um, what I like about him is that he has got the rocket arm and uh, I think he's going to get better as a passer. Like the pinpoint accuracy isn't always there, but he has NFL quality arm strength without a doubt. So I do think he's going to make improvements as a passer over time. He has outs in the word of a poker player. Uh, yeah. It's like, he's got the running 
He's got the passing. Like, there probably aren't going to be many games where both things fail him. Um, so I, I kind of like that about him. And I, I know it was like a debate for me whether to put him ahead of Mahomes, whether to put him ahead of Burrow. Um, I think some people could even make a case that he should be number one. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to rank this top tier, but I'm I'm still a believer for the most part, even though this was not the growth year we were hoping for. Yeah, and again, it's nitpicking when we're talking about these guys and trying to parse through. I've got Kyler Murray at three, you know, so it's like yeah. we are right there. I've got uh, Mahomes and Murray flipped, you know, so it's like either of these guys I'd be happy to have as my QB1 on my Superflex roster. It's just I was concerned about that or wanted to bring that up because we did see those totals take a dip here this year, that, that rushing production, which is what was pushing him into, I mean, just a locked in QB1 uh, and in that QB1 overall conversation. And so if we see that dip, I want, at least wanted to point it out because it could be something to pay attention to as we move forward. Josh Allen, they're sitting there at number one overall for you. He's there at number one for me as well. This is someone that you can just feel extremely confident having as that locked in guy for your, your uh, lineup. So as we look back at the top 15, there were some notable omissions here. And uh, like guys like Russell Wilson, you left out of your top 15. You talked about Tom Brady earlier, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Tua Tungavailoa. They all didn't make your top 15. So I want you to just take a second, like out of that group, who is the guy? Is it Russell Wilson? I think that that might be the guy that people have the most issue with you not including in your top 15. So I want you to talk about that. Why did Wilson fall outside the top 15 for you? Yeah, uh, it's actually both the Wilsons. Uh, yeah, it's, those were probably my toughest emissions. I think I would have uh, Russ and Zach at 16 and 17 in some order. Uh, Russ being 33, and I was a little concerned about some of the slippage we saw this year. And, and this pains me to say because, you know, Russ is a Wisconsin guy. I'm a Wisconsin guy. Um, Russ used to have that uncanny ability to spin out of the pass rush, uh, get, you know, run towards either sideline and be able to throw accurately on a dead run while escaping the pocket. We really didn't see that this year. Like his, I think his escapability has, uh, has decreased over time. And um, we also didn't see him be quite the pinpoint passer this year. I mean, a lot of times he just overshot DK Metcalf um, his, his ability to put a ball like right on the sideline where only his guy could catch it. I think we didn't see much of that. I saw Russ sail more passes out of bounds this year, I think, than I've seen from him in his entire career. Um, so yeah, just little signs of slippage that I worry about. I don't know how well his game is going to age. You know, certainly if you're playing in a short window, I think Russ is a fine acquisition and it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Um, we, if you'll remember, he issued that list of possible places where he'd be willing to go in a trade. And there were a couple places that I think were unrealistic, like Chicago, which already has its quarterback of the future. But one of the places was New Orleans. And, uh, I, I think it's not totally inconceivable that he could wind up there next year. And that would be sort of interesting to have him paired with Sean Payton, maybe returning Michael Thomas and developing Adam Troutman and, and Marquez Calloway. So um, we'll see there. And then like Zach Wilson, I like too, I guess. I mean, I, I had times this season where I wondered like if he was really an NFL quarterback, even accounting for, you know, a, a great deal of leash and leeway that you want to give to rookie quarterbacks. Right. But like down the stretch, I was actually kind of, I don't know. Um, 
I got a better feeling about him in December watching him play. It yep. looked like some of the lessons and, and some of the, uh, you know, mistakes of earlier in the season were starting to like, everything was starting to come together for him. I wouldn't say he played great in December, but he looked right. a lot better than he had uh, the first three months. So with that in mind, I want to ask you to make a bold prediction here as we wrap up this show. So which QB outside of your top 15 currently will rise up into the top 12 at this time next year? Is it Zach Wilson for you? Or is there someone else outside of the top 15 that we that we maybe even didn't mention here in this in this episode that you could see rising up into the top 12 at this time next year? I do think it is Zach Wilson. Um, you know, Tua would be another candidate. I'm not sure still what to make of Tua. Um, a lot of ups and downs from him. And I think ultimately, like, Tua is going to settle in as one of those guys that is always... Maybe he's good enough to start, but he's the kind of guy teams are sort of always looking to replace, sure. or he's going to be one of the best backups in the league. Um, you know, I feel like he's kind of on that Marcus Mariota track, um, you know, not to pigeonhole Hawaiian quarterbacks, but um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, th I think it's Zach Wilson because, uh, you know, he can run, he's got a strong enough arm and Boy, like if he can get a full season of good health for Elijah Moore and Michael Carter, that's going to be an interesting offense next year, provided they can get some offensive line help. Right. Yeah. Continue to build on that offensive line. I think we could see Zach Wilson. He did settle down. He did settle down. I think yeah. that's the right word. Like he settled down as he as we move towards the latter half of the season. And we did see some of the flashes that made him that number two overall pick. Now, he still has a lot of development, a lot of growing left to do. But this Jets team is nowhere near competing yet. So we know that they are still in that rebuild. We know that they're still going to do everything they can to build around him. So absolutely. It's a, a bold prediction there because Zach Wilson, for me, is sitting at QB 23 in my dynasty rankings. I was lower on Zach Wilson uh, coming into the NFL draft, but I do think that he has the potential if everything can go his way. We know that he has the potential. He's someone that's dripping with upside. All right, Pat, that will do it for the Dynasty Quarterback Rankings Show. Thank you so much for taking some time out, man, and uh, and walking us through your top 15. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, it was a blast, Yates. Stay warm, my friend. Absolutely. You as well. I'll do my best. All right, for Pat Fitzmaurice, I'm Kyle Yates. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.